0: hi everyone welcome back to episode three of broken and outspoken i'm jasmine i'm lotus and today we're going to actually be talking about what makes us outspoken or better yet what helps make you outspoken once you are in fact broken how do you find your voice yeah this is going to be important because everyone like we talked about in episode two gets broken it's important it's a part of life we all want to break The importance about breaking is not necessarily that we want to break. I was going to say. But we are going going to break. break. It's inevitable. So how do we find our voice afterwards? How do we actually find our voice in the interim while we're breaking? These are going to be key points. And what are you thinking? I already see you over there percolating. (laughs) (laughs) There's degrees of breaking. Yeah. So
1: like we're not, not everybody is going to be Broken beyond repair, right? I don't think anyone's broken beyond repair. I think with enough work, we can be repaired. We can repair ourselves, rather. Um, But certain things that break us through life, it's not necessarily one thing. Mm -hmm. As we evolve and grow, there's things that will break us. We talked about that already. Absolutely. But different degrees. Not everybody breaks the same with the same intensity in the same type of circumstance. 100%. It's like you said before. We all deal with death differently. Yeah. Different degrees. Yeah. So our finding
0: our voice and coming out of it and being outspoken, there's different ways. Absolutely. So touching on some of those points, we want to talk about how we actually find our voice. How do we become more comfortable and confident human beings that are able to talk about it so openly? Or even if we're not talking yeah. about it in an open setting or a forum like a podcast like we're doing now. Yeah. How do we actually talk about it to the point where we become comfortable and are able to become sustainable yeah. for the future and make sure that we are healing and able to be healed in order to continue? I think what you said is
1: important. Comfortable. Yes. How do we get comfortable? We know that we can talk about it in multiple settings. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it in therapy. We could talk about it at girls' night. We can talk about it. For instance, over COVID, couldn't get together with our friends, but we could Zoom, Yeah, right? So we're, we're able to talk about it to whatever degree we feel comfortable. And some people are more comfortable with it than others, Um Yeah, I know you can talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the extroverts we mean. At that point, we're saying extroverts versus introverts. So we know the extroverts are the ones that you automatically look at, and they're the first ones to raise their hand, or they're the first ones to create the topics, or they're the first ones to talk about something in the open. But introverts are key, everyone. Introverts are where a lot of that knowledge comes from, and they're the ones that are quiet. They watch. They wait for the right moment. My percolator over here, who I just just looked at her and I already knew that there was something waiting to come out. But I pause and I actually respond accordingly because I know that there's something there. And this is why we feed off of each other really well. If you haven't figured out, she's the extrovert. Extrovert. (laughs) I'm the introvert. Yes,
1: exactly. And yes, we do feed off each other very well. Girls' Night Yes, a great forum, Zoom calls, the telephone. Way back when, your only outlet was to call your friends on the phone. And the bad thing about that, and you won't know about yeah. this. However, like, did you have a phone that was hardwired on the wall
0: when you grew up? Oh my or, gosh! Right? Did you? The one that got unplugged. I had that yes. clear phone that I loved it because I could see inside of it and everything. Yes. And I was I thought I really made it in life when I had my own phone number. Okay, in yes. my bedroom, like. Call my phone. <laughs> I never
1: had my own phone number. Um, but we did have a phone where you can, with a long cord, so you can go into another room, but your mom and dad still could hear everything you said. Oh, because
0: that's comfortable.
1: Yeah. So welcome to growing up in my era, what about right? Beepers.
0: Do you remember beepers? When you would yes. send a certain code oh to God. someone and they could flip it upside down and, and read you it. Could, Hello. 911. <laughs> and then you'd call back, what's the
1: hard- urgency? Meet me at the corner of someone, someone, yeah. someone, because so, we we're going to go hang with such and such.
0: Oh, Like when pay we were actually around, yes. too. Now it's, like, very seldom that you will find a payphone anywhere um, as you go places. I don't think they even work, though, if you find them. Oh, if you find them, they don't work. But right, <clears throat> seeing them, like, it's crazy. Where Sebastian
1: goes to school, there's one. Oh, my God. And it's so cute. It's bright red, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I Im- imagine in the movies Mm -hmm. where they get into the cell phone and they're like, so-and-so, pick up the phone, pick up the phone, answer the phone, answer the phone! And (laughs) -and so-and-so never answers the phone. But it's true. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But we digress. Always. So, back to our support system, Mm -hmm. our voices, how do we become outspoken? And I think a big part of us becoming outspoken, being comfortable, to your point, is having a safe space to talk. Uh, whether it's with your peeps, mm-hmm. right? Like you and Betty are my peeps, right? <laughs> uh, by the way, Betty has decided she doesn't want to join us today, Betty so the, the lap is right empty. for this
0: episode. Everyone, she'll come on majority of them, just so you know. Exactly.
1: Um, but like, we're going out this week with a bunch of friends, and yeah, it's pretty much just going to be a lot of laughing, a lot of bitching. Yeah, that happens. Call too. it what it is, right? It happens. But that's how we each get it out there, we get our voice out there, we feel, you have to feel comfortable with people with your, that you're with. Validated your, by validated. your feelings. Oh God, yes, absolutely. Your feelings
0: need to be validated, and I feel like yeah. sometimes in life- That's huge. We go through different areas of our life, and it doesn't matter whether it's a younger stage, it doesn't matter if it's a teen stage, even an adult stage. Oftentimes, a lot of people feel like if their feelings aren't validated, that they're not necessarily something that is real. Not necessarily the case, but as you get older and do find a tribe that relates to you, or sometimes you don't even need to get older. Some people are lucky enough, they just find it right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But that validation is necessary. And sometimes you don't need anyone else to even validate your feelings. Sometimes you can validate them yourself. It just is easier oftentimes to have a validation, I feel. It's comfortable to be validated. Yes. Because then you're like,
1: I feel this way. I feel I need this. I feel I did this. And yeah, I I could feel that all I want. But if you come up and say, hey, I saw that you did this and that was awesome. That validates the work you put into whatever,
0: whether it's at work. What? Excellent point, though. Talking is not the only way to feel validated. Absolutely not. So here's another thought that I just had. Yes, you can go ahead and talk to others, find groups, find feelings, find emotions, and see them everywhere because obviously we're all swarming around in this like highway of emotions. It almost feels like everything is hypersensitive nowadays, right? And I'll say nowadays just because I feel like everything post-COVID, everyone is ultra aware of everything. But I almost feel like nowadays and probably even back in the day, we find validation through things that we go through. So for instance, uh-huh. making our way up the chain of this thing called life, mm-hmm. we find ourselves and validate our feelings through the journeys that we go through. Perfect right. case in point. Yep, I was someone who started working at a very young age. I started, I wanna say, as early as, not legitimately working, but starting to babysit. So yep. that started around the That's age of still 10. Working. Then I started working, working in ShopRite as checkout, checkout um, cashier. So starting at the ground up, I wanna say, the ground going up, right, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then now working where we work now, it's very corporate, it's different. It gives me a lot of different different Perception. So basically, I know what it's like to do a lot of things hands-on. I know what it's like to be a waitress. I know what it's like to work back-end. I know what it's like to work front-end. I know what it's like to manage. So there's all these different facets. And just becoming multifaceted inside of this little world we call life, allows you to experience different things and different people and different life situations. So although I have a sociology background that allows me to experience it, it was very different growing up and being out there in it because it allows you to be validated again in other people's situations, in other life experiences, in real life situations, because You might not only see them happening to you, but you see them happening to other people. That's where empathy comes in. And it humbles you.
1: Absolutely. So like you, I started working very young, babysitting, um, selling, this is funny, selling seeds. I don't know if I ever told you this. No. So when I was young, there was this thing, you could sell seeds out of age cardboard suitcase oh that's really so cool so I bought all these seeds okay and I went door to door it was safe back then right yeah, of course door to door selling my seeds um that really doesn't sound good no, but selling I- seeds.
0: <laughs> okay selling seeds selling Avon it would sound worse if a guy said that actually I, know. I went door to door selling my, my seeds, seeds. <laughs> really I used now? to crochet things and
1: sell them right um Then I worked in the hospital. I was a high school volunteer, Candy Striper, for four and a half years, right? I worked on the ambulance as an EMT. I mean, I have had corporate jobs. I've had volunteer jobs. I was a big sister. All these different things that makes you multifaceted. But you see the world through so many different people's eyes, which, to your point, is humbling. It gives you empathy. It helps you to develop Who you are, your sense of values, your sense of right and wrong. Social skills. Social skills. Which, really funny for an introvert and a shy person, right? So you say to yourself, how could you have done all these things and still be shy or still be introverted
0: because of life? But I like how you just said that, too, because let's think about it. There's people, and we've already seen them, too, first and foremost, They'll come out and they'll say, oh, I'm so good at this, or I'm very, I am very excel at one avenue or one area in life, but don't know how to act in a social setting. Mm-hmm. Even as grown adults. Socially awkward. And they're socially awkward. And when you're socially awkward, you're almost at a disadvantage. And, a huge disadvantage. And it's not your <laughs> fault. And mind you, anything that we touch upon as we move forward in episodes, we're not shaming anyone. We're not... Saying that there's a problem. All we're saying is that there's other ways to be. And here's your chance to now do some self-reflection. To see exactly what it is that needs to be worked on. And here we are. Or work on it. Also, it's a way of saying
1: this is what life dealt us. And how do we work around it? So, excuse me. Just because you're socially awkward. That doesn't mean you choose to be that way. It means you haven't worked your way
0: out of it. Absolutely. You haven't been in a situation that has allowed you to flourish right. or you're more comfortable being that way. So you tend to revert back into it, right. but do the work, go to the classes, go volunteer somewhere, volunteering. And you, you touched on this before volunteering huge. is a huge area. <clears throat> you're learning so much about not just the world around you, but you learn about yourself as well. You And learn- you give back. You give back. I, you just took the words out of my mouth. You learn how to how give, to give back. back. right? You so, learn how to be selfless. Yep. That's something that
1: I love to do. So I keep thinking, when I retire, I want to, honestly, I want to be a cuddle buddy. So Aww, what that is, you know what that in is. In the
0: hospital. In the, the hospital, babies.
1: you work in the NICU. Oh, I would love And you that. work with the babies I that are babies. born with. Uh, alcohol, fetal alcohol syndrome oh, or addicted to whatever right so the some of those babies they just need extra holding and stuff so you yeah. you you it's called a cuddle bait a cuddle buddy mm-hmm. um it's a actual thing you know and it, it's a good thing for grandparents like a lot of grandparents do it a lot of older people because they have the time yeah you know so they have more time to sit there and but honestly even if I couldn't do that I know where I want to go We've talked about where I want to eventually retire to. Yeah. And I saw that there was, like, a couple of different volunteer opportunities out there. So I keep thinking. And every time we go out there to visit, I'm like, okay, one of these days I'm going to walk into that building and say, I'm here. Put me to work. That is so great. And and to me, I find that very fulfilling. Yeah. And I find that helps heal my soul. That is amazing. Like, it's not broken, but to me, and at that time... It'll be a little bit broken because I'll be moving away from my children. Mm-hmm. So I will be missing them. Yeah. Those volunteer opportunities will help me I to feel more whole again. I love that. That and working in the Christmas shop in my elf costume. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that with you.
0: But that's learning yourself. Yes. And honestly, that comes out of your bubble too. Yes. Because a lot of people I find too, as you tend to grow, you revert into a bubble almost. Yes. It's like I've created a life this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I know, this is what I love, boop, in my bubble. Yes. That's the worst thing you can do. Don't change it, don't pop it, don't expect me to come out of it, just leave me be. Bubbles are the worst thing. So you'll hear me use the term bubble a lot. Nobody live in a bubble. Honestly, you will hear me say that more often than not, get out of a bubble. And if you find yourself currently in a bubble, if you are waking up and it's Groundhog Day every day, or if you look at someone else to lead your life every day, mistake. and you look to them for a direction as to, okay, here I'm going. What's the next step? Where am I going? What's the next direction? Do I do this? Do I do that? What's the next? Okay, what's, who's my boss? What's it? Failing right there. Yep. You are failing. At and your, making You're failing the, yourself. I was just going to say that. You are making the biggest mistake because you are only you once and you are the boss of your own life, nobody else. You find your destiny. You find your destiny. You work towards your destiny. And if you're married, that is completely fine. Like I'll hear a lot from people that I talk to, oh, my wife's the boss. Or if you ask my husband, oh, I'm the boss right now. But then I come around and he's like, oh, nope, she's the boss. Listen, there's no boss. He's the boss of his own life. I'm the boss of my own life. We create a life together, and guess what? no two days are the same nor should they be <clears throat> no absolutely not A- and if we go back
1: to introverts extroverts shy like you said you got to get out of your bubble yes. right so you know me like i'll walk down the hall of work and i'll say hi to anyone right but you'll walk down the hall and you go hi how you doing and there's like <laughs> so much more energy and i'm like hi how are you like and my kids, and, and a friend of mine, when I was traveling with her, she's like... Everyone's like, what's, what's she on? You're oh, very shy, life. but you'll talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will say hi to everyone. I will smile at anyone because everybody can use a smile. Give them one of yours. And it doesn't hurt to say hi and smile at anyone, right? <laughs> like, that could make someone's day, yeah. just a
0: smile, right? Contrary, though, some people will take me as fake. I have heard so many times... Jasmine, you say you love everybody. Like, so how do I know? And I'm like, sorry, guys, I've been dealt a lot of lemons. And now here I am. I'm the sweetener. So I'm lemonade. Right. So it is what it is. And there's positive or negatives.
1: But but I definitely think that whether you walk down the hall and say hi, or you walk down the hall and say hi, (laughs) that is going to make someone smile. I agree. Because you're not looking down, walking past them, ignoring them. How hard is it? When you're stopped in traffic at the stop sign and you let someone go, oh, I know. How hard is it for that person to say thank you? Uh, it's not and hard at how, how often do they do it? Rarely. Right.
0: Depending on where you are, too, I feel. I don't
1: know. I, I find that rare everywhere. Mm. But those are things that, like,
0: if you took that, that that
1: second to say thank you to somebody that let you go, or somebody Make that die. that held the door for you, makes their day and example. they'll give it back to the person. <laughs> I got so person. excited I almost
0: choked. Don't get choked up. Don't get choked up. <laughs> what about like when you're in coffee, going to get coffee like through any drive through? Did you ever have those situations <gasps> yes. where someone pays for your coffee? Yes. It makes your day. And then, not even that, you weren't even thinking about it, but you want to pay for the other person behind you. And it just hopefully perpetuates through the day. Yeah. And then now you have everybody that's
1: happy, Yeah. smiling, Yeah and caffeinated. Small act. Absolutely.
0: But just something like that right there. Small act of kindness. And it puts you outside of the normal routine like we're talking about, but makes you think, huh, I not only changed something that I wouldn't have already done, made me feel good. I've now affected someone else directly. And made them smile. And made them smile. And wow, I've already now created something with what I've been given. So one step closer to becoming outspoken. And these things are super important because all these little things together. And,
1: and you, don't, you don't go into it saying, I'm going to smile at this person to make me feel good. Yeah. You go into it like, I want to just say hi, smile at them to make them feel good. Yes. No matter if I am the shy one or the extrovert, mm-hmm. whether it's a hi, how are you, or a hi, you know, it, it makes that person smile, but then it makes you feel better for making their day. Absolutely. Like, y- you read stories about, oh, this one helped me pick up my books and it made my day so much brighter. Mm-hmm. That person didn't do it to make them feel good, but at the end of the day when they find out that it made your day better, yeah, then it's got to make you smile inside and say, I did something good today. Yeah. I feel good about me. Yes. Which is important because... We have to feel good about ourselves in order to make us better people.
0: Yeah. Because
1: if we don't feel good about ourselves, what are we? What What are are we? We're a
0: shell. Yeah, we're a shell. A shell of anger or a shell of nothing, which is worse. We're a shell waiting to feel based on what our day is bringing us. And I'm a firm believer of... What were you thinking? What our day is bringing us. Exactly. I'm a firm believer of we're the ones that have to navigate how our day is going to be because... Good, bad, and different, it's gonna happen every day. It's more along the lines of, are we looking at it as half full, half empty? Like, which way are we looking at it? There's lots of people that come to talk to me specifically, and because I'm that natural born excavert, they're like, excavert. Excavert. <laughs> <laughs> I need Lovely. an excavator in the I here. need an excavator to do all this work. No, excavert. And, and there, here I am, right here, full transparency. <laughs> um. No, because I'm an extrovert and they're just like, no, you don't get it. Like, that doesn't happen to you. No, it happens to me more often than you think. And actually, I think because of the way I am, I have more people gunning for me, if that makes sense. I have a lot of people that don't like me because I'm misjudged a lot. So, one of the things that I like to do is take a lot of the judges and a lot of the judgments. Judgments. I know, I saw you already starting. The judges and the judgments and the people that are constantly saying, you know, this person is this way or that person's that way or I perceive her this way and prove them wrong. Yes. Because why not? I mean, because you can. I can. And I'm never, never, just so we get this clear, one of those people that will ever take someone, step on them to get to the top, hurt someone in any way. If anything, I'm one of the people that will bring you along for the ride. I will teach you what I know. And if anything, I will do it to a fault until if you hurt me in any way or burn me in any way, then I'll be like, "Mm, okay, now we're going to have to part ways. But again, I don't wish you any ill will. I actually hope that you're going to learn as you move forward because I want that for you, I want you to learn, I want you to heal, and I want you to be better for you and your family and your loved ones and anyone else that you surround yourself with in this journey we call life. Absolutely. I fumbled around a few with that, Ed but said, guys, right? I mean, it's, it's a busy day.
1: <laughs> so some other ways we could find our voice, other scenarios, other places, sports teams, right? Oh, we find things true. that bring us common. So sports, clubs. Um, any commonality. Any commonality, right. We
0: look for like, people with commonalities as right, we get older.
1: Right. Um, like you may join a book club. People are like, oh, God, that's so boring. Guess what? We're all reading the same book. We're all talking about it. We have that commonality. Mm-hmm. We are becoming friends maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. But we are, we found a... A space, a safe space again. Yeah, safe space. Um, sports. Our kids all played sports. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that in common with their teammates. They learn, they learn to be in a team setting. They learn to work together. Socialize. Socialize, um, and then that leads to other things. Those are all life lessons. Mm-hmm. They help us when we're broken, but they also help us later as the lessons in life. You know. <clears throat> It's really funny because one day, not too long ago, we're working and I get a text from my son and he's like, yeah, when you're in school, they tell you, I want four pages about how to do this. And in real life and in work, they're like, all right, sum it up. You've got an elevator pitch I wanted in two paragraphs. That's right. And it's like, okay, you know, just like our kids all work um, in, when they're in school, they have to do projects in group settings. And they're like, I hate working in a group because so-and-so is not pulling her weight. It's important. He didn't do this piece of it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I get it. Mm -hmm. And it sucks if you're the one doing all the work. Yeah. But that's the way the world is. You need to learn Mm -hmm. how to manage it, migrate around it, figure it out, be that project manager, and move forward. Absolutely. Because then that helps find your voice and you're gonna need your voice for so much more in life than just this school project
0: Yes, on the solar system. And it teaches you a bunch of stuff, absolutely it yeah. does. Absolutely. And it defines you too, in a way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It almost level sets you as to how you're going to move forward, mm-hmm. not just with that one project per se, but how you're gonna handle a lot of other intricacies. In life. In general. Yep. When you're home and something doesn't go your way, when you're outside and you can't find the tools that you need to navigate, how are you going to automatically handle it? Where is your brain gonna take you? Are you going to automatically crumble and fall apart? Are you going to supersede what you already thought? Are you going to get creative with it? You know, what's gonna happen? And a lot of people don't know how to do these things. So what do you think about therapy? I think it's very valuable. It's got a place.
1: I think there are definitely times in everyone's life where they need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, my therapist was one of my special guests at my wedding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, because I think there's value there. It helps you not only dig deep into you to figure out, okay, so let's just back it up a second. The ones that say, <laughs> okay, you have mommy issues or daddy issues, bull. I call bullshit on that, yep. right? But the ones that you know, you'll go and say, "Well, this didn't work." Okay, well, how did you handle it? What did you do? How did you work through it, right? Um, And I know there are times I struggle with things. Like the other day, I had a bad day at work, right? I went in that morning, I was in a great mood, and I was singing, "It's gonna be a great day."
0: (laughs) Kept singing that all day, and then all of a sudden, you were building it up.
1: No, because I really felt it was going to be a good day, right? And I was like, "This is a good song for today," because you know I like to sing. Can't sing to save my voice, but I like to. Yeah. (laughs) Then all of a sudden I came out, I'm like, it's not a great day. It just got ruined. I'm done. (laughs) Going home. You know? Mindset change. Right. But therapy helps you, can help you work through that, right? It can take you from it's going to be a great day to this day sucks and I'm going home. taking my basketball and I'm going home. Yeah. To, okay, the day sucked, but I have coping tools on what to do. So I didn't just come home and cry in my pillow. Yeah. I finished my day, you know, I worked through it, got down what I needed to, and I managed to, like, talk myself out of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I went for a long walk, which also is, in, to me, it's therapeutic, yeah. but going to see a therapist, I can't say it enough, there's
0: definitely a lot of value in it. So I'm so happy you just said that, actually, because a lot of people, I feel, don't give therapists enough credit. And I don't know if you recall, but we did an episode right, I think it was episode one, actually. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and double check them. But we spoke about therapy and we talked about Tennelly actually, and the fact that it was bring your child to work day or something like that. And there was something simple and it wasn't even anything crazy, but I had said something to her and she didn't respond, but then you said it and she responded different. And I think this is where the therapy talk goes hand in hand because therapists... Have tools and have different ways of speaking that can reground us and level set us. And you're gonna hear us talk about that a lot yep. in ways that other people, our spouses, our friends, our family, our kids, whomever can't necessarily do that. So I hear a lot of times from people that are like, Oh, well, you know, I think I was doing this, the self-diagnosis, right? They're all Dr. WebMDs or something like that. I think I was doing this, or I think I was doing that, or I think I was depressed, but you know, I did this and now I'm better. That's great, Dr. WebMD or whatever you think you are, whatever degree you're getting this week (coughs) from online, but not all issues can be solved within the scopes of your own toolbox. Correct. It is very important to go outside, and I'm going to say this again, a bubble that you've created inside your own little mind, your own safe space, your own this, because there are different ways of seeing things. There's different tools. There's different coping mechanisms. There's different aspects of life that are very, very important to see that you can only be shown sometimes when you have that Courage to step out of it and say, That's nice, honey, but I'm going to go speak to this person. And this person might not be the right fit for you either. Sometimes you have to go to different people to find it. And it might not even be a long term solution. It may just be the initial set of tools you need, or it might be a book. But again, it's going to go back to you yourself have to do it. Don't rely on someone else to say, Oh, well, I've known you since childhood, so I'm going to listen to you. No, you are doing yourself a disservice. You will be held back either maturity-wise, you will be held back educationally, you will be held back professionally, you will be held back relationships. Emotionally. Emotionally, but spiritually, To, to anyway, your point, courage. Courage. You, you need, need the courage. You
1: need that courage to make that call. 100%. And yes, the first one you call may not be the right one for you. Therapy is very individual.
0: I love therapy, Like,
1: though. you need to find... The right fit. Like Mm -hmm. I said, we don't need Dr. Freud. I'm not sure anybody (laughs) ever did, but that's a different issue. Um, But you need to find that that right fit. Like, there are some that will just sit there and listen. Yeah. There are some that are going to call you out on your bullshit. Yep. And they're going to say, and they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Bullshit, get off the couch, do this. Yep. You know, um, different styles, and we all need different styles. We don't all jive with the same people.
0: Nope. You know, but you need to have that courage. That's huge. I agree. I agree. Because you know what? I think what I've seen personally, a lot of people, the ones that are unhappy the longest or the ones that never get out of a funk are always the ones that sit there and be like, everything's fine. No, everything's fine. Or I don't need it. Or why me? Or I'm fine. Like literally, when you say you're fine, you're not fine. When you're constantly reaching out to people over and over and saying the same thing every five seconds, you're boring. You're doing the same thing every five seconds. You need to find something to do. Go get a hobby. Go create something. Go find your voice. There's, Find your voice. That's it. Go find your voice. Exactly. You need to be able to somehow find your voice without looking to other people to speak for you. And that's a huge piece too, I feel. That goes back
1: also to like
0: our likes and dislikes, right? Because when I am
1: upset, sad, angry, whatever, some of the things that I do are my favorite hobbies. Mm -hmm. I will go bake something that I haven't baked in a while. I'll go work in the greenhouse. I'll go take pictures. Um, You know, I haven't done that in a while. so I love taking pictures of things, animals, flowers, buildings, more than people, okay? But over the last several years, I've gotten better at taking pictures of the people in my life, mm-hmm. um, which is good. Because that helps me, like, you know, I have like 9 million pictures of Malibu on my phone. But he makes you happy. He makes me happy. There you go. But now, like, I try and... When the kids come over... I try and remember to take pictures of them. I have this great photo frame that recycles them, whatever. But that helped me find my voice. Um, Another thing, I'm a very girly girl. Mm -hmm. You know that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I love dresses. I love
0: pink. I like anything pretty, right? (laughs) I'm a I picked that picture out. Um, And I'm more of the sayings, by the way, guys. (laughs) I am way more about the sayings, strength, all of that stuff. That is me. And I'm more of, like, the tattoos, piercings, and craziness. That's my style.
1: (laughs) But that's how I find my inner voice. Yeah. Is, like, whether I'm putting a dress on, it makes me feel strong and empowered. Yep. So you have to find a way to find your inner voice. How do you become outspoken? How do you deal with it?
0: Yeah. And that's a great point too, Lotus, because you know what? I think we've become really good about finding our voice, about becoming the masters of our own lives. And again, therapy. through necessity. Because therapy, because therapy helps a lot and we don't need to, we're going to say therapy a lot because it's just therapy, especially when you're you're going through it from a young age. I think yeah. therapy and therapy and the more therapy, because you have to realize it's not you, it's other people sometimes. <laughs> and I think we have to help Um, remove that stigma. Oh my gosh, please. Everyone is afraid of therapy. There's no harm in therapy, especially now it's getting easier. You don't have to leave your house. You just literally look at your phone and you can talk to a therapist. Okay, guys, everything's easy post-COVID. So if you're making excuses at this point in time, you're only doing a disservice to yourself. But yeah, but I think we do have to help get rid of that stigma though. Because like,
1: I know... When I started, I would never tell anybody that I was in therapy
0: way back when, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it was a huge, like, big thing that you had to hide.
1: And then it was like, nope, I'm going because I need to fix me. I want to work on me. I need to work on me. I need to fix me. I need this resource. I need this you help.
0: You didn't need to ever be fixed, my friend. You were always perfect. If anything, you needed to just find yourself more. And love yourself more, and I think that that's that is key. That's
1: important. Love yourself more, yeah. Because we go through things, and, and we make choices. We make wrong choices. We all do, right? Of course. And a lot of times, those wrong choices are or getting broken, being broken, are a result of our wrong choices. They're not always someone else's fault. Yeah, we've done it to
0: ourselves. Yeah. So that's a good point right there. So what we're going to do as we move forward next episode, let's dive deeper into exactly what it is that broke us individually, right? Because that will help everyone else out there. Understand who we are and exactly why it is that we're both so strong in our own independent ways, whether it's through the introvert eyes or through the extrovert eyes and from our mouths. Because Lotus has her own story. I have my own story. And we also have our own commonalities as to how we found our voice. And again, these are only key takeaways as to how you can help find your voice. If there's anything specific that you want to talk about, please feel free to reach out to us directly and we can always work with you and we'd be more than happy to bring you on or talk about it. Looking our forward email. to
1: episode four. Feel free to, yes, what's the email? Our email is brokenandoutspoken at gmail.com. Our website is brokenandoutspoken.com. Dot com? And on our website, there will be a link that says come collab with us. Mm-hmm. So she's good at that. Reach out to us. Talk to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what yeah. you like or don't like. Yeah.
0: It's um, a work in progress. Honestly, yep. we are a work in progress, just we like the way We all are. It. And to that, my friend, cheers. Cheers.